I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Hello and welcome to another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Today, I have a special guest, Jay Skeeters. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. And we are going to talk about kindness. Before we jump into the episode, I just want to make an announcement. Again, this is the last call for a group starting in January. Right now, we are going to be dividing the groups up in terms of gender. So if you are someone who identifies as female, that's the group that's starting up in January. If you have questions about this, comments, concerns, definitely reach out. Let us know. We are going to start up a group for Anyone who identifies as a non-binary, individuals who um, identify as men as well. Actually, the next group coming up are, is for men, and Jay is going to be running that group. So he's going to talk a little bit about that now. Yeah, so I'm going to put together uh, small groups. Um, I will cap it at 10 uh, people. And I will be breaking them down into five and five groups. So if anybody is interested in joining the group, um, you can reach out to me at j at skeeterstrength.com. Awesome. And just let everybody know what would be um, the main topics of your group. Are you going to split it up into 10 weeks? And who is this group for? Uh, so the topics will range from building, uh, your self power, uh, your own individual self power, uh, relationships, uh, the scope through which you look at life, um, and how to, uh, make improvements on that and just build a stronger outlook on life. Perfect. Very cool. Thank you. So you can sign up for Jay's group by emailing him at j at skeeterstrength.com and in the subject line just put group thank you and if you are interested in joining either of the other groups whether it be the next one again this is last call meaning by the end of this weekend i'm going to be finalizing information for those groups um so if you want to sign up for those you can go on the website it's skeeters strength Com, and you can click on the link that says groups up in the uphand um, corner of the screen. I think it's like upper right. Um, and you could also send me an email, rose at skeeterstrength.com, or you can give us a call or shoot us a text at 844-9-THRIVE. That's 1-844-984-7483. Awesome. So now we're going to jump into our episode. All right, so we're going to talk about kindness. So just to give a little backstory as to why we chose this episode today, as you all know, if you listen regularly, we have a 12-year-old son who is learning character development, identity development, all the things that, you know, I would have loved to have learned at 12 to prevent some issues that occur today. And I know a lot of you, if not all of you, feel that way as well. So um, we're talking about kindness and just that it seems that sometimes he doesn't have a good relationship with kindness. Like sometimes he misses the fact that someone's being nice to him or trying to teach him something or coach him in a certain way. And so he has to develop a better relationship with kindness. And this is something that 
Jay had pointed out to him and something that I had overheard in conversation. And it was, it really got me to thinking about how I had to develop a better relationship with kindness as well. And that didn't happen until recovery. And I didn't even realize what that was or how to put that in words until I think it was like last week when he started talking about that. So what that meant for me in recovery was that if someone was being kind to me or trying to teach me something, I always thought that there was an ulterior motive. So I would rather the teaching either not happen at all because I would be defiant towards it, or I would perceive that kindness to be something that was like had a layer of, of mischief or malintent more so. So for example, if somebody was teaching me something, I would think that they were trying to say that I'm not good at it. Right? Even if I wasn't good at it, I would take that as a, an attack on my character and not like just a skill that I needed to practice and get support with. And, you know, the flip side to that, though, is if I got in trouble over time, let's say like this is something that would cause me to get in trouble or have a consequence. Let's say at school, you know, I don't do, you know, my paper the right way when I was in my doctoral program and then I'd have to have a meeting about that. So once I got to the point where there was a consequence and there was a lot of pressure and people were upset with me, well, then I really seemed to resonate with that and like change my behavior based on that. So I had a better relationship with almost like negativity or abuse or people being mean to me or people putting pressure, too much pressure on me than I did with kindness. And I also realized that when people were kind to me or kindness, it made me feel like I thought that they were cheesy or corny. And it also was something that prevented vulnerability because you can't be vulnerable if you think that when someone's being kind to you, that they're actually trying to hurt you in some way. So it was just something that I got to thinking about is that how people who have trauma and emotional um, dysregulation issues or just people in general who are who've had a difficult life and have experienced some people being mean to them or punishing them, how they need to develop a relationship period with kindness. So I have Jay on the show here today to help explain that a bit more and we can kind of talk about what that would look like in your recovery journey. Yeah. So when it comes to kindness, well, you want to ask yourself, well, why are we kind? You know, like I would say most people are just kind. Uh, Even if they're not kind hearted, they may be kind to one another, but why? Well, the answer to that is unity right? So that we can approximate ourselves closer to others. And why do we need that? Strength, right? Because there's strength in numbers. You can do more, you can achieve more. Um, And why do we need that? Survivability, right? So kindness is something that we all have and we use it, utilize it as a tool. Um, But if we don't respect kindness, and this is, you know, something that I'm, an idea that I'm, you know, work walking through with LJ. Um, If you don't respect kindness, um, people who have both kindness and power to back it up, well, they don't have to be kind to you anymore, right? So like, if you're not going to respect kindness, uh, then you are definitely going to respect power. 
Now you may not like it and you may have, you know, aversion to it and that's perfectly normal. Um, but you've made your choice that kindness, if somebody's going to be kind to you, you're still going to take advantage of them, manipulate them, treat them any way you want to. Uh, but at any, at any point, you know, somebody with kindness and power to back it up can certainly take that kindness mask off, set it aside and demonstrate real power. Um, now that is not something that people necessarily want to do because it's, you know, you're not going to really win any popularity contests uh, unless you're dealing with other people who respect power and they see through kindness um, as a, just a sort of facade. Um, you have to be very, very careful when it comes to how you treat people who are kind to you. Um, which on the flip side, if you are a kind person, um, but you don't really, you haven't really developed your self power, your self worth, your value, uh, that may be all you have. And so you're going to be kind to a lot of people. People are going to treat you like trash and you, you don't have enough self development, strength, power, whatever you need to navigate through a situation like that. So you're going to start to feel deflated mm -hmm. and like you really have nowhere to go because you're trying to be nice, but they're just walking all over you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can think of like a concrete scenarios where this is the case with kindness and power. I mean, just think about relationships, right? So think about, you know, a partner of somebody who has borderline personality disorder in a relationship with somebody who has been consistently kind to them, but they're powerful, right? You know, not, pa and when we say powerful, we just mean someone who is strong in character and identity. They can, you know, um, like power, right? So they can, they're so free and so disciplined that they know who they are, what they want, and they can execute that. That's power. It's strength is another word for that. So you're, you're with somebody who is kind and powerful. So when the relationship begins and you have your first episode or outburst, or you wash the dishes, but still leave soap on the dishes, something I used to do, your partner would be kind to you at first, right? So they would, you know, try to talk to you nicely, try to encourage you to get help with something like the dishes or coaching you on how to do the laundry in the way that they would perceive to be correct or just whatever it is, right? At first, they're going to be nice and kind and they're going to try to show you and help you along the way. But eventually, when you take that kindness and you think of that kindness as one abuse, because it's an attack on your character, right? Like, oh my gosh, he's telling me how to wash the dishes, or he's telling me how to take out the trash, or he's telling me how to parent, or blah, blah, blah. you're taking all of the advice that this person is giving you out of their kindness, out of the kindness of their heart, and you're turning it around and and uh, like you know, basically saying that they're being mean to you, they're attacking you. So the partner can only take so much of that kind of behavior because eventually they get frustrated. They can't help you. You don't want kindness. So they feel trapped and smothered and then they get angry because they just do. So they take off the kindness mask, like Jay was saying, put on the power mask and maybe they give you a consequence now. So now they're like, you know what? If you don't stop acting this way, I'm going to leave you. That's a consequence. That's the power mask. And you're not going to like that, but you're definitely going to change your behavior, even if it's a short for a short time, when if you would have had a better relationship with kindness from the get go, 
you might have listened to prevent yourself from getting to the point where you made that person put in a position or you put that person in a position rather where they had to take their kindness mask off and put their power mask on without their kindness in in there at all. So their strength became the kind of power that drove you to do something negative, almost like abuse, but not abuse, right? So that's the importance of developing the relationship with kindness. Do you want to speak on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all uh, have this idea of how we, you know, we all have our own perspective of how we treat each other and our and our relationships. And then we have the other perspective of how we treat each other in the relationship, right? But if you were to be on a, you know, a camera, right? And you're on video and the video is displaying um, how you treat the other person or how you treat the relationship, what would it say? Or like, what would it show you, right? What would it show you that you don't really know that right. you're not seeing? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when it comes to uh, taking kindness as a weakness, uh, it, it's a very predatory thing. Uh, and what inevitably happens is you prey on somebody who's kind to you and you basically, you know, they're going to display kindness if they don't, if they haven't developed themselves and their ability to to uh to enforce boundaries and develop a sense of who they are they're not really they haven't really developed their self-power right so they're gonna have a hard time with dealing with somebody who is preying on them uh, because they don't have the tools of what it takes to set boundaries and you know make them stay right so eventually that person is going to have to leave, right? It's, it's, it's inevitable. And so, you know, the person who takes kindness for a weakness has to find somebody new, right? And then you're going to prey on that person. And then you're going to, you know, suck up everything out of that person, you know, all that kindness out of that person, and they're going to break down and they're going to have to leave you. And, you know, it's a very uh, selfish act to take kindness as a weakness. And, you know, selfish people, ultimately get exactly what they want, right? Like they are with self, right. meaning they are alone. But the problem with that is, I mean, it's, it's really no fun to be selfish all alone because who are you going to be selfish to? To yourself, right? So you go looking for somebody else to be selfish to, yeah. you know, and, and the cycle continues. So if you don't start analyzing um, how you take people's kindness um, and don't respect people, well, they're either going to show you their power or they're going to just leave, you know, um, and that is it, both of those scenarios are, you know, they could happen. Right. And, and they should happen uh, because people who don't respect kindness, um, they need to be taught uh, lessons um, in what that does. And what that does to you and what that does to your world around you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if we give more concrete examples, because this is going to be a new concept, I think, for a lot of people, or at least something that they're wrapping their minds around. So if we look at like, okay, well, how does somebody with borderline personality disorder or, or any kind of emotional issue or dysregulation, like how do they prey on their partners 
when their partners are being kind, because you know what? A lot of people are going to be like, I don't prey on people. So I'm over here thinking of like examples so that they understand, okay, like how, how do, how does somebody with BPD pray? Because usually that's not the intent, right? So if let's say the person has a, a boyfriend or a husband or whatever, husband wants to go out to the bar, hang out with their friends, just go out, do anything away from the partner, right? But partner doesn't want them to go out because they have a fear that they're going to get cheated on. So anytime they're out in public, they're freaking out. Partner's freaking out because this, you know, their partner's going to cheat on them. They shouldn't go out. They have to stay with them all the time. Right. That kind of thing. So how the partner event, the, the person that wants to go out in the initially is going to be kind, right. And going to be like, you know what, I'll spend more time with you at the beginning of the relationship. That's okay. They're going to try to assuage their fears, maybe give it, give them their phone, talk about how they're not cheating, talk about how they need some space, really try to teach and show the person with borderline personality disorder that they're not a cheater and they just want to hang out with their friends. So the person with borderline personality disorder is going to miss the fact that this individual initially is being kind, trying to say, hey, listen, like this is not a behavior I'm going to engage in. I'm just going to go out right now. And anyway, if you do find out that I'm cheating on you, that will come out, you know, but I need to be able to have space. I need to be able to go and come freely and, you know, do things without you. Eventually, over time, when you start having those episodes and they continue, you are preying on that individual's kindness because the individual is sacrificing their own individuality in a large part after a couple of episodes by staying home with you most of the time and only going out one or two times, let's say a month, where maybe they want to join a, a, I don't know, basketball league or something like that, right? So they're being kind initially. Over time, though, you're preying on their kindness by having episodes every time they leave the house. That's preying on their kindness. You don't realize that because your intention is to avoid rejection. But what we're here to tell you today is that what you're actually doing is you are manipulating the person who has tried to be kind to you into getting what you want, which is preying on them. So they get angry oftentimes. And like Jay said, if they're not strong because they haven't done strength work, maybe they're young. I mean, a lot of people I talk with are in their twenties. You got growing room to do at that point. They're just going to either leave or get angry. So having borderline personality disorder, when your emotions are high, remember we talked about not being able to see the character of the other person and needing you know help with that. This is one of those times where you're taking someone's kindness and you're trampling all over it and preying on them so that your episodes then gets them, gets them to do what you want them to do. So hopefully that's clear. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, it's, it's pure manipulation. You know, you are walking over boundaries that they are trying to gently lay out for you, but you're just not getting it. And so you're walking through these boundaries and pushing further and further until they get to a point in which they either need to fight back or, you know, obviously, yeah, fight back, right? Yeah. Um, or they have to leave you because you can only walk so far with people um, until something has to change. It's inevitable, right? So to to know that you are doing that it would be valuable because while you're so concentrating on, on, you know, the person going out, 
and keeping them, you know, with you all the time and sort of suffocating them and squashing their individuality, um, what you don't realize and what you're not really tracking is you are burning down the relationship. You know, you, you got to look kind of higher than that. You know, you have to understand that there will be consequences to walking through people's boundaries, you know, and as while you think that you're, you know, you're winning one tonight, what you don't see is your relationship is on a timer. So it's only a matter until it expires. If you don't start to recognize, like, I need to respect the fact that my partner uh, wants to go and do something, right? And it may not have anything to do with me, but they are a human being. And they are allowed to have interests. So if you don't, you know, if, if you're going to try to put up a fight every single time that this person wants to go and do something, understand that you may win that fight, but you are burning down the relationship uh, with it. And so it, it's either way, it's a it's a bad deal. Right. And burning down the relationship is because the person can't take it. Just so we're, you know, I just want you to be clear is that the individual, the the neurotypical, let's say, or a person that doesn't have BPD is a better way of saying that, you know, that person in their perspective, in their worldview, they can only take so much for so long. So that's how it burns it down. Every BPD episode and then after where you don't do the thing that would help you get closer towards accepting kindness, towards being a better partner, wears on the other person. It's so difficult for them to go through that. I even have had scenarios where partners have put hands on their person with borderline personality disorder as if they're physically violent people, but they've never done it before. And it's scared the partner and the person with BPD. So now we have this person thinking that they are, you know, abusive because they laid hands and they definitely need help with self-control and balance some things. Right. But, at, but overall that individual was trapped because they tried so hard to be kind for so long. And they just are pushed to their breaking point. So you do have to understand that people have limits. And when you do those things and, you, you know, at the expense of kindness, right, you end up putting yourself in that situation where your consequence is going to be that person taking off that kindness mask and putting on that power mask. And I like what you said about people people perceiving kindness as weakness. I never consciously thought about that. But then we had that conversation. I had somebody tell me that uh, Jesus couldn't be their role model because he went against the establishment, which was the um, Sanhedrin, right? The Jewish high priest. So he goes against the establishment and then he's killed for it. And he just like allows himself to get murdered for in this individual's perspective, he just died for nothing, like didn't stand up for himself. So Jesus's kindness was weakness. And so because Jesus was kind, he was weak and he can't be a role model, which is an interesting perspective. And I can see where that person would get that after we had had this conversation. Do you remember we talked about that? So why do you think that people perceive kindness as weakness? Because Jesus wasn't weak. He was really powerful, right? Definitely. Uh, he was very powerful. Um, and his strength came, you know, obviously from God, but it was the fact that he knew the truth. And a lot of times 
because you don't want to force people into the truth. You can only give them the truth and it's up to them whether or not they want to take it. Um, so there will be times in which you give the truth and people reject it and you just have to eat it. And so that's really where the, the strength was, um, in, in, in that story. And what I think that what happens in everyday life is people take kindness as a weakness because we now live in a society in which everybody's smiling, you know, to your face and, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people are smiling in your face and stabbing you in the back, right? So it's easy to to misconstrue what kindness is. And kindness isn't this thing where, you know, somebody's in your face just smiling away and just cheesing and, and telling you everything that you want to hear and, and just, you know, filling your ears up with those, you know, sweet words, right? That's not really kindness. Kindness is simply having a respect for somebody else. Um, and that's that's about as far as it goes. There shouldn't really be anything beyond that. Um, but when the uh, the predator decides that respect isn't enough um, and that, you know, they need your space, uh, they're going to try to take it. And if you don't have yourself, you know, strengthened and uh, haven't developed your own self power, you are going to get squashed. Uh, you will get forced in a position in which you either have to leave or you have to fight, right? So you have to make one of those choices. Yeah, that's a good point. You either have to leave or you have to fight for sure. Well, kindness is the truth told on these episodes sometimes. That's another good example of kindness, right? I mean, it doesn't seem very kind if I sit here and say, hey, episode after episode after episode, when someone's being kind to you, then they threaten to leave you. That's you manipulating their kindness. It doesn't feel good to hear that. And I know a lot of you can relate to that, but that's true. So kindness can also be someone telling you the truth so that you can live a better life or be the best version of yourself or be, you know, encouraged. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. There are so many times where I, you were kind to me and I didn't think that you were being kind to me. So I had to really learn that what kindness was, what it feels like, that it's not going to. I think that I thought that not not necessarily that kindness was weakness. I don't know if I had that conscious awareness, but I definitely know I thought that kindness was two faced. Right. That like you'd be kind, but you'd take that away or like you didn't really mean it. Like you'd be like, oh, hey, I, you know, I miss you. And I'd be like, no, you don't. <laughs> or like, you know, I like when you do that. And I'd be like, what? Why are you saying that? You'd be like, because I just want to compliment you right now. Calm down. <laughs> like chill out. Right. Can you think of any examples you can. Well, I wouldn't say examples, but, you know, this is something that we're walking through with LJ right yeah, now. And it's a developmental thing. And if you've if you've missed this stage, you're going to have our time because you're going to grow up that way. You're going to grow up taking kindness as a weakness and just sort of taking people for granted and not respecting people. And so if you were going, you know, you're going through this, you know, LJ's 12 years old, so he's going through his preteen phase. Mm -hmm. And so he needs to learn these things, but they need to be explained to him uh, or else he's going to continue doing the same thing. Um, so 
these conversations must be had. And if you haven't had that conversation when you were 12, right, like now is the time, you know, you have to start to under develop that understanding that this is the way life functions. And this is the way, this is the reason why that we've survived, you know, all this time, you know, and through, throughout humanity, um, this is how you survived. And so now if, if we're getting into this mindset of everyone is just going to prey on people that are, are kind, um, but haven't developed their uh, personal power, uh, they are going to, you know, get exactly what they want and they're going to be alone. And if everybody did that, everybody would stay away from each other and humanity would cease to exist. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So we, we have to be taught these lessons in kindness. And if you aren't willing to allow your partner or loved one or friend to have a conversation with you about how they are trying to be kind to you and help you try to accept that kindness, I mean, we're here. You, I'm sure you could also bring this to whoever you're currently seeing as a coach or a clinician, but you need help learning how to accept kindness. It's just something that you need to get that support with. I mean, like Jay said, you know, development happens in stages and this is a stage that LJ is in at 12, right? Like I said, uh, you know, he was outside in the snow and his coat was soaking wet <clears throat> and he said, yeah, he hung it up in the closet. Well, our closet is dark. There's not like any ventilation in it and he needed to use his coat like a couple of hours later. So I said, okay, well, the most efficient way to dry your coat when you need to use it is to take it out of the closet, go throw it in the dryer on low and then take it out. But when I told him that he got upset because his initial reaction was thinking I was attacking him like he did something wrong, but I was being kind to him. So I had to explain to him like, actually, I'm being kind to you because I want you to dry your coat and have that warm coat for when you're going outside again in the snow. And I want you to do that in the most efficient way possible. So I want to teach you this and that's kindness. So he needed that explanation and you do too. If your partner says, I want you to, you know, spend time with me on my birthday, for example, then you want, and you had a trip planned with your friends and you could go do whatever you want. Just an example, right? So you want to take that kindness. So let's say you first start arguing. No, I don't want to do that. I already had something planned. We said you were celebrating your birthday the day before, right? You start getting all upset. Well, your partner is trying to be kind to you by asking you, please, nicely, like what they want. So they have to walk you through what they're asking you and why they're asking you that and what it means to them. If they don't walk you through that or if they're, they haven't developed their strength or their self-power, as Jay was saying, they might not be able to do that because they might just take off their kindness mask, put on their power mask, shut down, get angry or walk away. And so you, you definitely want to seek out support to do this. You can start even in, on your own, just kind of recognizing, is this person trying to attack me or are they being nice to me? But you can seek us out for services. And this is something we will be tackling in groups. So Jay's groups will be starting up over the next several weeks. Reach out to him. My groups are starting up in January and then having that additional group um, in the upcoming months. So I think that's good for today. What do you think, Jay? Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. All right. Stay tuned next week for another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful.
Hey, thanks for listening. That was From Borderline the Beautiful, a production of Skeeter's Strength Mindset Coaching Systems. We help frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at skeetersstrength.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Cast or any app you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. Next time on the show, we're going to continue our eating disorder series. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from last episode, so let's hear them. I'd love to hear whatever questions you have too. Just download that Anchor mobile app, search for From Borderline to Beautiful, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. So, if you like this podcast, not only can you download that Anchor app, but you can help us get this message out to so many more people. Head over to Apple and offer us that five-star rating and let me know what you're thinking about some of our material. The more stars and higher rating we get, the more people will have access to From Borderline to Beautiful, hope and help for individuals with BPD.